Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hey everyone, so in today's episode, um, I'm talking to my friend Asti and we did a little uh, interview on each other actually, um, a couple, maybe about a month ago now before I went to Europe and I wanted to post this, it's a really juicy conversation, you might have already heard it if you listen to Asti's podcast, we're talking all about like body image and confidence and a lot of our stories as well. Um, so I can't wait for you guys to have a listen. And also if you haven't already checked out the retreat, well, it's actually called the luxury immersion because I feel like the word retreat has like this connotation of like you do nothing and you relax. Um, but our luxury immersion, we have one space left for our Byron one. So if you want to come to the Byron one, please make sure that you send me a message and we will get you in. Hello everybody. Welcome back to our sexy podcast studio. Um, I have Asti here today. Hey, gorgeous girl. We're both kind of just, yeah, we're going to put it on both our podcasts. But I always get asked, and Asti gets asked as well, like what brought us to this point? How do we get to where we are now? Um, all that jazz. So we thought we would share our stories um, and a little bit about like why we do the work that we do and how, you know, our journey has helped other girls um, and how it's just kind of gotten us into the work. Mm. So we want to share like where we started, where we were and where we are now. And how the practices and the modalities that we use with our clients, how they actually helped us transform our own lives. Yeah. Like everything that – this is really important for all coaches. Everything that we do with our clients is because we've done it before. We know it fucking works. Yeah. So like even when girls like will ask me – actually, had I, my, I always get asked this question at the end of the mastermind or anything of like, how do I stay in this amazing state? And it's like, see how, like, it's so amazing, right? You don't want to go back. Like, you won't because if you dip back, you're like, oh, nope, and you pull yourself back into the feminine because it feels so fucking good. Yeah. Um, so all the things that we've done, it's like a fucking works. Yeah. It's on a to-do list. We know from our own experience. Like, I don't have some long-ass morning routine. Sometimes I do. <laughs> like, I, I bet you when I'm in Ibiza, I'm going to be, like, packing my fucking frother and making my cacaos every day. But, like, I will when I'm there because also – with the time change, I'm not like stimulated in the morning then. Um, whereas I tend to be stimulated in the morning here. And actually I do have a really good morning routine of I read every hour I read for an hour pretty much every morning when I get up and mm-hmm. it is my favorite fucking thing in the world. It's like my oh, it's just fucking bliss. Such a nice way to start your it day. It is like green tea yeah. in bed, like it's just especially in winter, it's all cozy. Yeah. In summer, we all know I hate the fucking heat. Um but yeah, these things aren't about a long ass pile of to do things. No. It's like it's sustainable shit. Anyway, yeah. you start. Like having a morning yeah. routine, uh, like I don't actually have one. Mine Neither. changes day to day because I listen to myself, listen to my body and my mood, and then I figure yeah. out from there what I actually need. People ask, like, otherwise it gets um, too structured yeah. and boring, right? I bet you people say when they ask you on podcast interviews, like, oh, what's your morning routine? And I literally will say, I don't fucking have one. No, no. <laughs> like it changes. Like I've got like, like how boring. Right. I've got like my toolbox yeah. of like things I like to pull out yeah. what I'm feeling into. Yeah. But I haven't journaled for maybe the past two, three days. Yeah. Like I will go through phases. I, that's that's a woman, right? Like you go through different phases. Yeah cycle different phases of what you like and like I reckon with morning routines and I did this a while ago where you become really strict and you're like I have to do this for success and then the one day you don't do it you're like that's it my day's fucked I'm a shithead yeah 
And it's like, well, that's not actually true. And it's kind of like even when you are on a really, really strict diet, when you slip the tiniest bit, it becomes this giant ordeal. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just allowing yourself to just eat intuitively. Yeah. Same thing with like morning routine. Yeah. Make it fucking intuitive. Yeah. Some mornings, like today on my run yeah. yesterday, I run eight kilometers Yeah, your running is insane. And I was like, amazing. This is the best you I've ever done. You ran nonstop eight kilometers. Yeah. Fuck me. And today I did seven kilometers and I had to walk maybe three times. Yeah. And, and I didn't okay. feel bad. I was walking and I was like, this is okay. It, like I'm still out here, I'm still giving it a go. Yeah. Like it still counts, but every day is going to be different. And that's so important with being a woman. Every day is fucking different. Mm-hmm. You have a cycle. It's going to change in your luteal phase, your menstrual phase. Like I bet you, you can't run eight kilometers when you're fucking bleeding. Yeah. Like you know, like it's totally going to change. Yeah. And like honoring that and having like that self acceptance, even with things like human design, enneagrams, astrology. I love them all because it's like self acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like. I have a lot of fire. Some people say that's bad. I don't say it's bad because to me, it's, it's my personality. where you are now. Right. Like, where would you be without that fire? Oh, I know. I wonder where I'd be. Like, <laughs> fuck, that's a terrible thought. <laughs> but yeah, totally. And um, it's self-acceptance. Like some people, they might, like for example, a lot of my clients that are cancers, they're like, oh my God, I feel like like cancers are shit. And it's like, no, you're really empathetic. They say yeah. that about their own yeah. stuff. <laughs> That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. But it's like, it's about self-acceptance. And that's why, like, knowing where you are in your cycle as well. Yeah. Oh, that's my phone. Is also, oh, don't you love that when it's like, you've been paid this amount into your account. I'm like, Woo! yes, I have. <laughs> Sex magic right there. Um, anyway. What was I going to say? So back to morning routines. Yeah. I guess it's it doesn't really serve you to stay stuck to one particular routine. Because no. something that you've been pr- practicing at one point in your transformation, it might have served you then, but it might not serve you now. Yeah. So for an example, like saying affirmation. Wait, have we have cacao and convos? No. You're we my cacao and convos. We don't have any cacao. We're <laughs> not drinking anything, but that's okay. We're drinking, it's still cacao we're and drinking life. Yeah, okay, keep going. <laughs> so as an example, like I don't really teach just affirmations, but say if you were doing affirmations yeah. with the embodiment of it yeah. and you hated yourself, you feel feel really uncom- not confident, for a little while your morning routine might have been looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you're beautiful, affirming yeah. I'm beautiful, I'm yeah. beautiful. But once you actually are tapped into that and you feel beautiful, like I like believe in my beauty. I don't get up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and go, you are beautiful. So like I, was, I just know so that I, I just am. Go, Damn, yeah. if I was a fan, I would do dirty things yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You don't need to train yourself to get into that thought pattern because no. that's your reality it now. Is. That's it's who you always. are. So that no longer But it's an inner feeling, yeah. right? It's this inner like... That's what people say when girls come to me with, like, wanting to work on their confidence or body image or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, body image. Okay, cool. Let's just do the work. And it's like, oh, it's just this, like, energy. I just have this newfound, like, thing inside of me of, like, confidence. And it's never like a, oh, no, be nice to yourself sort of day. It's just this, like, new freedom. It's this yeah. peace. It's this alignment. Yeah. Um, like I'm where I need to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm perfect right now. Yeah. Um, Oh my god! I've got a whole other thing about like just staring at yourself in the mirror and saying I am beautiful. Like if you don't believe it, then it's not going to fucking work. No, not at like, all. Especially just, if you're just saying it. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to feel it on a, a cellular level, and that's why yeah. the embodiment stuff's really important. Yeah. And no, yeah. actually, before the embodiment, clearing what's stopping you mm-hmm. from actually feeling that, mm-hmm. knowing what's stopping you from feeling it, where those patterns have come from, doing the clearing work, and then doing then doing the embodiment. And then obviously once you're in the embodied state, you don't have to do things to like keep it. It's, it's there. It's just who you are. It's just who yeah. you are. And like something else is like even with clothes, right? Like I used to think that I had to choose one style. 
Like I had to be boho or I had to be chic or I had to be country. I was thinking about this the other day. Really? Yeah. So, uh, this was brought up. I don't know when this was brought up. I can't remember. It was either with it was either with Brit or it was yeah. with my master my girls. I don't know. And it occurred to me like, holy fuck. I, I used this to for think years. me too yeah. of like like tormenting myself yeah. of being like, fuck, I don't want to just choose boho or yeah, just yeah. choose this. Yeah. Because it depends on the fucking event. Yeah. Or it depends on the day of the week. And my sister I, always used to be like, every yeah. time you come home, you're like a different person. Yeah. Like one day I would come home and I'm wearing like this full like hippie skirt, yeah. like all boho. And the next time she see me, I'm like Louis Vuitton handbag and a pair of Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> and for so right. long, I was like, who am I? What is my identity? But like you're but allowed you to be all. all of those things. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you can have, like today I'm wearing a spell dress. So it's very like Byron boho. Yeah. And then like. What was I wearing yesterday? Tracksuit. And like, but then, and then like tomorrow I've got a meeting here in the office and like that will then be a bit fancier. My event on Friday is going to be like, I've already got my outfit for uh, that. And that's I like chic. Yeah. That's chic. And maybe even some red lip. But it's like different every day and that's like so okay. And it's okay, yeah. And even like with my Instagram feed, like my Instagram, um, whatever it's called, it was like I used to think that I had to have like this perfect branding style and it's like all photos had to be beach, they all had to be this, they all had to be that. And it's like then no. people only see one version right. of it. Right, and, and it's like, well, that's are. not me. I like the beach yeah. sometimes when it's not too hot. Um, and I like doing more like like my shoot that I'll do in Lake Como. Like that will be completely different yeah. to the shoot yeah. that I just did yesterday. And it's all those different energies and different archetypes. That's, like you can the pull them out at different times it's and that, play like, with them more. It's all the different archetypes yeah. and we have all of them within us. It's, it's the different phases of our cycle, the different seasons of life. And when you are trying to be just one version of yourself, you will not be fulfilled. No. You are allowed to have a range of outfits. And you cut off so many other potentials. Right. Yeah. Um, because like I love the days where I'm really like boho bat vibes and we go to Orchi and it's like super, yeah. super feminine. Yeah. And then I love the days where I'm like in that girl boss, like a little bit more of that fierce feminine, a little bit of hustle in there. Um, I laughed at myself the other day. Did mm. you see my Instagram story? What was it? I'm like, I was just walking around the mall. I'm wearing like my gym clothes, Stevie's jumper. Like had yes. it washed my hair for five that? days. Oh my so God. Good. And then I just walked into yeah. Louis Vuitton and bought a pair of shoes. I'm like, it's. No, they, I bet when I walked into the they were shop, like, they were like, can't afford these. this bitch cannot afford <laughs> So, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that of like, I was thinking about this the other day of like, I will walk around like Bondi, for example, yeah. in this like Abercrombie and Fitch jumper yeah. that literally is so fucking old. It's got like holes in yeah. it. But I just love the jumper. I'm very yeah, attached yeah, yeah. to it, right? Yeah. It's just like really comfy. And I would have bought it probably a good seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Like it's dead, right? It needs to go to the bin. But I still wear it. But if you love and, it, who cares? Right. Yeah. And I will like walk around Monday and people must look at me being like, this chick is a fucking dag. <laughs> but like then they'd see me the next day and they're like, what the fuck? She's got a Celine handbag. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday, she's like, even my granny trolley is broken. My fucking granny trolley. My vegetables have a fucking like. I've always wanted one like, of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can give it to you. It's like ripped. And I'm like, I can afford to buy a fucking new, I can afford to buy a new fucking jump up. And I'm still like, no, nah, I like this jump up. Yeah. And it, you're allowed to have all those days. That's so funny. Like you're allowed, I know, it's, you're allowed to have all of those. It makes you human. Yeah. You're allowed to have the dirty hair, no makeup day. Where people are like, what is, like she must just be like not peeking at life. And but the then, thing is, I don't even think people think that because nobody really like no, cares. No, Everyone's in their own little bubble. Right. They're not even going to look I at you. I think it's more of like they don't think, damn, that chick's doing well. Yeah. Right. Whereas what if you see like a young girl, like when you see people in like flying business class yeah, or first, yeah. you're like, they're doing fucking well. Yeah. yeah. But then you see them at like, like the next day they're at Bondi and they're ripped jumper <laughs> and they're ripped granny trolley, like not even be able to buy any fucking granny trolley. Oh my God. So even my talk in New York, 
I think, I don't know whether it was you, but my friend George, she did. She was like, Monica, you couldn't even like clean your white sneakers. And I was like, oh, I just couldn't be bothered. It's like, that's just I do that too. Of like, she's like, you've got a $1,000 Zimmerman dress on. Stevie was embarrassed by my white sneakers because I wore them so much they got dirty that he went out and bought me new shoes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but I just couldn't be bothered. I actually looked at them before my talk and I was like, oh, I should probably clean them. And I was like, oh, fucking Zabes. And... But that's also it's me. Balance. But it's just me. It's just me. I'm not like people think that I'm clean. I'm not. I'm like I'm pretty. I'm a wild mess. Like a I'm dirty very girl. yes, and I'm very like majority of the time my room is pretty trashed. Like it's not a jungle. That's totally a lie. Sometimes it's a jungle gym. But um, your room's that's not just, that bad. I've been no, to your house. I know it depends on the day. But it's like definitely not dirty. It's not dirty. No. It's just like there's clothes everywhere Messy sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Point being is. That's just being the wild feminine, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's jump into our story. So let's go. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, let's go into yeah. our story. So I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Was body let's confidence. Let's interview each other. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, go. <laughs> was body confidence ever a big issue for you? Um, I was always, like, I had a good, my mum was a really good influence for mm-hmm. me. So um, even when I was at school, I, um, like, always, I was always a healthy girl. So mm-hmm. I would always work out, and I always um, was at Pilates and I always like ate well. Um, and it was, but it was definitely, it was to feel good, but mm-hmm. it was also to be like, have trained abs. Yeah. And like, I, I've naturally always had a, like a perky bum. Yeah. It just runs in our family, but it was always like to be toned, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then towards sort of like when that whole like low fat phase came in, I went like calorie counting. Mm-hmm. So I would like, this is like, I, these days crushed me and like, I still get like a freak out sometimes. I like pack my lunch to come to the office and then I'm like, fuck, what if I don't have enough food? Because I would purposely pack like the smallest, I'd pack a salad that's like that disgusting rabbit food salad that doesn't even taste like food and it's like iceberg lettuce. Actually, sometimes they were a bit like sturdier but it basically it was like lettuce onion like it was just like fucking nothing, nothing right? like filling it wasn't there. like a pile of chicken and avocado yeah. and like nuts and seeds it was like put it this way I was hungry when I finished my lunch and I would be so hungry by the time that mum would pick me up or I would get home that I would be feeling like you know when you start to feel like really nauseous and yeah. like so unwell because yeah. you're so hungry yeah. I would get to that stage yeah. and then I would get home and I would just like I would binge. That was going to be my next so question. Hungry. Yeah. And it, I would just eat so much food because I was so hungry. Now the problem was I would eat so much fruit. Yeah. So I'd start shitting my brains out yeah. because of all the fruit. And the thing was fruit is good for you when you don't have bowls and bowls and bowls of it. But I would binge And if it's eat. the only thing that you're eating. Right. That's so, a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah. So it, the problem was that I was having so much sugar. Yeah. But it was all natural and all healthy. Um, but I would binge eat, like, beyond belief, grapes because they taste so good. But grapes is just, like, nature's candy, mm-hmm. right? So I would eat I, – I got to a point where my mum actually banned me from eating grapes wow. because I would be on the toilet in, like, severe pain from the grapes just, like, ruining my stomach basically because oh the amount of sugar. Um, and, like, nothing else in there to, like, sponge it up. But, yeah. And then um, I would also make sure that I would – this was definitely especially mainly year 12. I would come home every afternoon or it would be in the morning. And go on the cross trainer for one hour because I had a cross trainer at home until I burned 600 calories. 580 wasn't enough. It had to be 600. I always think because whenever I go to the gym, it's either like a kilometer thing or a time thing. And I've always thought that people that just look at the calories, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that was me. Yeah, that's like so obsessive. Right, right? that was me. So, But at the time, I didn't think that I – like I did not have – like any hate towards my body mm. in terms of like I, I always like felt confident but I felt confident I from because I 
worked out and because I had abs and all that jazz. So it was an external thing that was making me, quote, unquote, feel confident. Mm -hmm. But I would also – like, honestly, I can't even remember that much of what I was thinking back then. But I I, I never had a problem with being confident or um, worrying about how I looked in a bikini. It was never really a problem. Mm -hmm. But I definitely – had, like I would then like drink a lot on the weekends when I go to parties. Like I guess every year twelve does that, but yeah. like I really did it. Yeah, I did a good job of that. Um, and then the one time that I had a, I started to get an issue was when I went on my first, the first pill that I was on. It made me gain a lot of water retention, mm-hmm. and so I got really puffy. So that made me freak out a little bit. But then we realized it was a pill, and I swapped, and so yeah. I kind of lost that again. And then the time that it did get hard was when I was in Whistler doing my ski instructor thing after I finished year 12 and um, we were partying a lot and I was eating quote-unquote healthy food but Mm -hmm. it was like a fuck ton of like honey and oatmeal and like rice crackers with like peanut butter and jam and even though it was like natural peanut butter and like no added sugar jam it was still just like not it was too much yeah and I was drinking a lot and even I I thought that I could offset it by exercising because I was skiing every day but that's (laughs) not how it fucking works right not how it works so that didn't help either. And then when I got to New York, mum brought a pair of my boyfriend jeans because she met me there and they were like a bit snug. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then that got me – I got really down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like, nope, pick myself back up. I When I got to London, then I started like um, – I was then – not being influenced by a party house. Yeah. So I stopped drinking. I, I, had no, I had no purpose to drink. So I stopped drinking and I started to eat really well and I was walking a lot just around London, getting places, exercising, had the time to as well. And then um, that was really when I then read Sarah Wilson's book and went no sugar and that's when like everything changed in terms of like the food freedom of like not ever having an addiction towards a food, not, not craving an apple after your dinner, yeah. not craving something sweet all yeah. the time. yeah. Even it was like a natural sweet thing. So you lost your period at one point, right? Yeah. So when I – this was all – I was on the pill during this whole time. And then I came off the pill – I can't remember what year. Uh, Would have been like maybe three – about four years ago now. Came off the pill and I lost my period for 18 months. And I lost so – 18 months. Yeah. I lost so much weight. So I wasn't getting my period towards those last six months I was on the pill. It wasn't coming. Mm -hmm. So – Actually, when I was in Whistler, it was coming every two weeks. So then she put me on – my doctor put me on a higher dosage. She sent me a higher dosage over, which fucked my – Oh, my gosh. Which obviously fucked the connection between my brain and my ovaries yeah. even more, right? Shut it down even more. So then I lost my period altogether. And now it's started to play a really big role in terms of like – I think it made me get hyperthyroidism, which is when your thyroid gets too fast. Yeah. So when I landed back in Melbourne, I started just shitting all my food out. It would go through and got me. So I got so skinny. I've seen those old photos. Yeah, so like it would just – I literally would – and this is not healthy if anybody's having this. I would eat. Within 10 minutes, I would shit my food straight out. Wow. And it was not healthy, right? But at the same time, I was having like half an avocado with every meal. Protein. Like I was having – the same like, – I would say that I was eating more back then than I am now yeah. in terms of like I would sit down and eat a whole bag of almonds, a whole bag of coconut chips, but it would just go through me. Yeah, wow. Um, then I went off the pill because I was like, this isn't right. Like I'm losing my period. Like I need to just get off this for a second. I broke up with my boyfriend at the time and I was like, well, don't have a reason for it now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just get off this. So I got off it and then, um, and then my period didn't come back for 18 months. When I got off it as well, also I had a couple – about that time, I had my jaw surgery. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that played into it because you obviously can't eat solids for about three months. So I was living off a liquid diet three for about – Yeah, you can't move your mouth. So you can barely talk. So oh. I lost a lot of weight again. Like you should have – like you, my mum used to say you could drive a fucking 
truck through your thigh gap, the thigh gap, Monica. Like it was, I had no bum and nobody in our family has no bum, right? Like I, I looked just, at those photos these, of you, you yeah, look like a different person. I look like a completely yeah. different person. Like, like I, if you saw me on the street, you would have thought yeah. I was anorexic, yeah. 100%. But I wasn't. Um, and so I was living off just like soup for three months, basically. So I lost, and sitting on my ass, so I lost a fuck ton of muscle and a fuck ton of weight, obviously, because mm-hmm. I was just like drinking, I was basically just drinking liquids. Yeah. Um, and then it was literally after that, when I started to eat food again, I then was obviously eating all my food again. And then um, it was when I did the emotional work, especially. Yeah. That's when I found like, my period back. So I was on all the fucking herbs and blah, blah, blah. Nothing was fucking working. Yeah. I was still eating a fuck ton of veggies, a fuck ton of fat, fuck ton of protein. Nothing was happening. And then it was when I did the emotional work that like my period started to come back. And it was actually when I really started focusing on like having orgasms Mm because I was with Chris at the time. And um, he like was aware that I didn't have a period. And then it came back when I was with him. And that's why I also have a – and it happens a lot where women get their period back when they – get into a relationship okay. because of like the oxytocin the dopamine that all the good hormones yeah. putting your body and they yeah, kind of offsets yeah. this cortisol wow, and just cool. like orgasms and stuff yeah anyway and like connection it's important to start we were talking about this before yeah. it's, it's more important to do the internal energetic yes. and emotional work the, the, yeah, first the external then to think about the exercise and the food because the exercise and the food actually is a flow and effect yeah the internal like you yeah. don't want to eat shit food so it becomes yeah, yeah. really easy if you love yourself you feel like i love myself i deserve to feel good in my body exactly. i love myself i deserve food that nutrients Ex- like with nutrients exactly yeah. anyway and then i got my period back after 18 months and it was when i got my period back that like i started actually being able to like hold fucking body fat mm-hmm. where i started to get my curve back get my bum back get my boobs back like all of that stuff and um but then with that, obviously there was in the beginning like a bit of like change and I was like, oh my God, I don't like it when my body looks. But then I'm like, actually, I fucking love it because I did not look like a woman when I was that skinny. Mm. I had no hips. I had no boobs. It would it would be uncomfortable for me to sit in the fucking car because my bum would hurt. Oh my gosh. Like, it, this is a car seat with fucking padding. I couldn't even sit on like a normal like hard chair because my bum would hurt after five minutes, right? Wow. Because there wasn't enough fat there. Yeah. Anyway, and like muscle. So as soon as my estrogen started to being made again, because my whole system got shut down, mm-hmm. so no estrogen was being made, and estrogen is what makes you look like a woman, um, like have your curves. So as soon as the estrogen started to come back, then everything just like all of a sudden came back. Finally, I started feeling better. And yes, there was that like beginning phase, but what really then hit it was I had my ski accident, like a few months after I got my period back, right? Then... I obviously it's was so like, much all at once. Right. Then I obviously was bedridden for like three months, lost my period again, bedridden for three months. That then really changed my body in terms of like no exercise. Like I couldn't even walk around the fucking house. There was nothing happening. Um, like I, because I was sitting, because I couldn't use one whole side of my body that and I had no, no lymphatic system my lymphatic system wasn't working so I was getting cellulite in places that you would not get cellulite but it was because mm-hmm. there's no flow um and then like obviously my left side um like my whole bum cheek just went like fucking flat pancake situation because I couldn't use it at all um so that took a bit of just actually it wasn't even that hard to be honest some days it was a bit harder than others when I like couldn't fit into old clothes or whatever um but it was actually really like I was so fucking grateful to be able to walk and to be out and those days where I like finally could get out of my wheelchair and then I was like taking myself to the bathroom I was so grateful for those little things that I was like, 
I my body is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it got me through this. Yeah. I can walk. Yeah. I'm happy. Like I don't give a shit. That's it. When you start to appreciate your body for the things that it gives you, like it gives you it's your home that you right. live in. It allows you to see, to hear, to smell, to taste. Yeah. To get you from A to B walking. It allowed you to ski in the first I know, place. I know. There's all these amazing things that it does and we just look at it in the mirror and go, Oh, I'm I know. too fat. It's like, and then, and then it's what, so much yeah. more than it's appearing. Right. And then what was really key was like I of course was like, Oh my god, I'm never gonna get my old body back, blah blah blah. Like I'm never gonna be able to have a toned stomach again. And then, of course, once I started getting back into Pilates and exercise, it came pretty quickly. And yeah. before I knew it, it was end of like like last year, end of last year, I was like, I look fab. And yeah. then I mean, I had to have another surgery really recently. So then I like kind of flopped back a little bit again. But honestly, I'm like, it's okay because it gets picked up. I'm not my body. Mm. I'm like, people don't love me for my body. And I don't want, if they love me for my body, then I don't love you back because yeah. that's how we work. And then like people love me for my energy and yeah. for things that I bring to the table, not yeah. for my body. Yeah. And like I've been through. And my, you love yourself. Right. And you operate through, from a place of love. So your body's just naturally going to flow back. Exactly. To how it was. Yeah. And like my body's been through so much. I am not going to be like, oh, why do you still have like this fat pocket yeah. on the side of your hip? Because when you criticize yourself, this is what I found as well. You right. criticize yourself and you hate your body and you're yeah. trying to work out to change it and nothing happens. I just wanted to love as these As soon parts. as you surrender and you're like, yeah. I love my body. Right. Everything just like happens. Yeah. So even like I used to be so self conscious about my scar and now I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I love it. And I have this like only on my left side, it's like a like a pocket of, I don't know whether you guys ever noticed, but like when you sit down for a very long time, you'll get cramps on the side of your thighs. And you have, like, as a woman, we hold fat on the side of our thighs to make a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And on my left side, my bad leg, there's a fat pocket that's not on my right side. And that's just from sitting oh, wow. on my left side all the time. And eventually it will go away yeah. because it's just about, like, my lumbatic system needs to work yeah, again. Yeah. But honestly, like, I could pick over that forever. But I'm like, why would I do that? Like, it's not going to fucking go away by me picking on it. Yeah. Or I could be like... Um, I'm really grateful that I'm still alive. Yeah. That I still have a fucking leg. Yeah. Because I was told that if it happened on the, if it was the, if this whole happened on the outside of my leg, they, they might have had to chop my leg off. Wow. So like I, I'm not complaining about no a fucking way. fat pocket. No. Like seriously. And what I've realized, it'll go away anyway. And I'm like, I'm a fucking woman. I don't give a shit. Like I actually don't even care. Just own it. Like that's what I do. I just own it. I'm like, if you don't give a fuck, then no one else gives a fuck. But if you're insecure, but also it tells a story. Yeah. Like honestly, my leg and like the scar and like whatever else and like it tells a fucking story. Yeah. And I don't think I'd be here if I didn't have that ski accent. In terms of like confidence and just being so fucking grateful for my energy, like all the shit that I did and how I got through my ski accident, it wasn't for my the look of my body that I got through is for my energy, for my yeah. insides, yeah. for my mind, and my heart. It wasn't because of like the way my fucking abs looked. Like, <laughs> like my my mum didn't like stop looking after me because like mm, your abs aren't turned anymore, Monica. Bye bye. <laughs> That's not how it works. I'm not gonna right? be your mum. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's so funny. So that's sort of like that's me. My physical like mm-hmm. body um, image kind of story, and then obviously all my feminine stuff sort of worked work throughout that but um it was really one of my exes that like actually said to me you are so fucking cold and I was like oh that cut me like a knife but it was cut me because it was triggering and it was the truth right um anyway he was such a catalyst in terms of like doing this work on my feminine and now it's just like fucking embodied and I'm like this like even the photos from yesterday I'm like if somebody showed me two years ago or three years ago this is going to be you in two years time I'd be like that chick looks soft and pathetic and now (laughs) and now I'm like this chick is fucking beautiful. I think she looks powerful. Right? Yeah. But that's because... Gentle and powerful. Like, it's such a beautiful combination. But that's because I was in a wounded feminine place. Yeah. I, I thought the feminine was weak 
and soft in quotation marks yeah, of like yeah. a shitty soft yeah. and like a weak soft. Yeah. But that was all – that was my – that was what I thought of the feminine, but that's actually the wounded feminine. Yeah. And now I look at her and I'm like, oh, my God, if I was a man, I would want to just fuck her brains out. Like, I'm sorry. That's – and that's because – but when you look at those pictures, yes, the physical beauty is there, but it's this energy. Oh, totally. Like, it was the music, it was the scenery, and it was just, like, my energy. I was just so in this feminine, yeah. like – Oh, orgasmic! And you can see bliss. it in your eyes. I was just yeah. in this orgasmic state, and it was, it was speechless. Yeah. Like I just like could not stop like. So keep an eye out for Monica's new oh. photos because they're super spicy. I like could not stop messaging Morgan. <laughs> like, I fucking love you. I fucking love you. Like they were just such good pictures. And, and actually, Morgan's gonna be at the retreat, so oh, she's yeah. the one who's taking all the photos. She's taking all the photos, yeah. and she's amazing. She's so real, so raw. And what I love about her, and, like, obviously we have, like, a mutual agreement in terms of, like, I'm, like, if my arm's like a flat pancake, you got to tell me that chick. <laughs> like, because obviously I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to look at a picture and be, like, you look like a fat bitch to myself. No. But I'm also, like, to be really honest, I'm not going to post a picture where I – You want to look – Where, where I don't – Yeah, where I don't look Like, you best. feel good on the inside, so you deserve to, Correct. like, represent that with how you look Correct. on the outside. And also, yeah. like, of course, like, everybody has a fucking bad angle. Yeah. Anyway, so she is the sort of photographer that she's going to be, like – um, like pop your booty out, put your arm out a little bit so that you look good because you want to be able to see, fuck, I look, I look so freaking beautiful in these pictures yeah. and not pick on yourself. And I love helping girls pose for photos, like with all yeah. my dancing and stuff. And I'm like, just the mum behind the, the camera. Angles. Yes, we're good, baby. I'm so into that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, amazing. Hopefully we'll be there helping them out I know, too. we will. Okay, yeah. so let's do your story with like confidence and any body so image So body image. Um, this is a good angle that we've gone with. I didn't even realize we were going to go with this angle. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. We both, we've both had similar experiences but yeah. been a little bit different. Yeah. So I was the same as you. I never felt uncomfortable to the point where I couldn't, like, go out in a bikini. Yeah. But what I've realized after doing a lot of this work with my own coach is the reason why I put so much pressure on myself to look a certain way is my whole – even starting from childhood, from, like, 10 years old up until leaving school – I got taught that my place in the world was to be the beautiful girl. So, oh, grow up, wow. like, in school, I had learning difficulties, like, reading, writing, spelling, okay. like, suffered with dyslexia. Okay. And so, teachers always told me I wasn't smart, wasn't intelligent, wasn't going to be able to do this, that, or that, whatever. Um, I even remember having a conversation with my dad, and I've spoken about this on my Instagram a little bit, where one day, I think I must have been, like, 12 or something, and he was like, what do you want to do when you leave school? And I was like, I want to be the news reporter. And he just looked at me and he's like, you're not going to be able to do that because you can't read. You won't be able to read what's on the TV. Dad. <laughs> and, like, I forgive my dad for that because yeah. he had the same learning difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably more so than yeah. me. So he doesn't even realize. He's just, like, passing on how yeah. people treated him when he was a kid. So with that being ingrained in my mind that I'm not intelligent, but also people from telling me from the age of 10 onwards that I'm beautiful – I learned that that was my place yeah. in the world. And if I lost that title of being beautiful, I was nothing. So there was so wow. much pressure on me to be that beautiful girl that everyone thought was hot and sexy and whatever. So in high school, I was really self-conscious about weight. And I did the similar thing to you. Yeah. Like, I would just bring, like, a salad. and yeah. like The shit salad. Not the salad with, like, pumpkin. No. And... See, those are the good salads. When people say salad, I'm like, which one? A good one? Oh, like I love fucking, salad now, but yeah, I, like, yeah. <laughs> like, no rabbit food here. No, not just lettuce. <laughs> yeah. And even when I left school, I had, like, an office job for a little while, and I remember, like, I would go out to buy lunch, and I would always just go down the road and, like, yeah. get this little shitty salad, even uh -huh. though, like, 
I would have still been a size eight. Like I was tiny anyway. It's so ridiculous. And I never really got the concept of eating for your internal, like emotional well-being. Like that just never was a thing for me. I didn't even, yeah, think about that. But overall, my main thing growing up was I was really insecure about my breasts. So I would like watch porn, a whole other story because it's really terrible to get your sex education from that. Wow. Um, See girls in movies, um, uh, anything in the media. Like that's where I got like my ideal body image. Like that's what I should look like. And because my boobs didn't look like that, I thought that there was something wrong with me. So having sex with my ex-boyfriend, I never wanted to take my top off. Never got changed in front of girlfriends, like ever. Like nobody ever saw me topless. And here about yesterday walking around like fucking nude on the beach. But like it's quite liberating. (laughs) And I remember I think I was like 17, 18 and I went to the beach. And this doesn't really happen in New Zealand. People are a lot more conservative. But I was at the beach and there was a group of like five or six girls and they all had their tops off, like tits out on the beach. And I just remember like sitting back from them looking at them like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Like I love how they're so free and confident. Wow. They just don't give a fuck. But I was, yeah. I was like, I wish I could be that, but it's never going to be me. Now you are that. I know. It's, wow. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, and now my favorite thing to do in the world is to go to nude beaches. Yeah. It's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. So I kind of just had to push myself in the deep end with that. And I feel like a lot of us do. That's where the best growth comes from is just like, if your heart is like, yes, just be like, fuck it. I yeah. always say fuck it and it's like launch yourself off the freaking yeah. cliff and yeah. just do it. So I got into um, pole dancing. Yeah. There's like all these different stories that kind of web together. So another thing that happened is I loved like this like sexual, erotic type like archetype and I really wanted to explore that. So I started pole dancing. Um, I started training quite a lot. And I loved it. I felt really free and sexual and confident. And I thought that that's what people wanted. I thought that's what my boyfriend wanted. Because mm. obviously, like, guys, that's what they search for when they're watching porn, right? Uh, like, that's yeah. what they're into. Yeah. So I I remember I had this show once down at one of the local bars. And I was down there performing. And he absolutely hated it. He thought I was a slut. He was scared that other guys were going to, like, mm. snatch me up. So I had all these guys watching me. I was wearing clothes, by the way. It was just yeah. pole dancing, not stripping. Yeah. So he came down and he came to support me, quote unquote support, and he just stood in the corner of the room with his arms crossed, death staring me while I'm dancing on the pole trying to do this routine and like standing around making sure that no one was talking to me. Like it was horrible. And then I remember it was probably the same week. He thought I was asleep and I got up and I walked out into the lounge and I caught him watching a video of a girl giving a lap dance. So my, I was like 18, my mind was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I couldn't understand that he would like actively go out of his way to look for this type of woman, but then purposely try and drag me away from that. Wow. So in my mind, I was like, this is who you want. This is who turns you on. This is who you desire, but you're doing everything that you can to make me not be that person. Yeah. So in doing that and taking me away from that, at the end of the day, you're not going to be attracted to me anymore. Mm. So from that day, I believed that you could either be loved or you could be desired. And for so long, pretty much until I met Stevie, that was my truth. I, like, I was just like, there's no way that you can have both. So that's another kind of little thing that I've overcome. But coming back to the body confidence stuff, 
like I said, I had to just throw myself in the deep end because I decided that I wanted to do stripping. Mm. And obviously you have to take your clothes off. But I remember the first time I got up on stage and I had to take my top off. I was like mortified. Like I was like sweating. I would have been like bright red. Like it was just like the most uncomfortable and oh awkward thing ever. But what helped me get over it? And I say this to everyone: like nudity is so powerful and so healing. It is. Even yeah. just walking around your apartment nude. Yeah. Like yeah. even that, it's like yeah. it's. Oh, sw- I will say this: swimming nude is incredible because oh, yeah. the water's like yeah. all over your yeah. body. It's very holding liberating. you, supporting yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things I. Because I hadn't shown anyone my breasts and I was always really like mm. keeping my body covered and hidden. Yeah. It was almost like I was hold, like hiding this dirty secret. And right. you, when you hold on to like the secret that yeah. you think is really terrible and everyone's going to hate you for it and then you let it out and tell people and no one really reacts and you're like, oh, okay, like it's not that down. bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like showing your body. You get naked and no one cares and you're like, oh, it's not as bad as what I thought. <laughs> I'm right. still alive. No yeah, one's judging exactly. me. So, it's like when you spend money, your brain thinks that if I spend money, I'm going to die, but yeah. that's not actually what happens. Yeah. So that was one thing, just being seen and just like not giving a fuck, yeah. just pushing through that fear. The other thing was seeing other girls' bodies mm. because I'd only seen what was in the media, which is like one cookie cutter. Right. The perfect, perfect body. body. Going into the strip club, seeing all the other girls naked. They were all really beautiful in their own way, but all different shapes and size yeah. of bodies and boobs and like everything yeah. and vulva which I was like yeah. blown away by as well yeah, yeah. they're all like it's amazing like all the different shapes and sizes and yeah. colors our bodies come and you don't even realize um so that was another aspect and then just being around the energy of other women who just didn't give a fuck and who were really confident in their body and looking at the way that they showed up and the way that they loved themselves and the way that they lived their lives I was like ah. Oh, okay, they're doing that, then why can't I? Yeah. Like being around, that's why we want to do this retreat in person because yeah. being around that energy just allows you to shift so much more easily. That's why group stuff's like so fucking powerful. So powerful. Yeah, being with other women is super powerful. Yeah. And the vibration is like 10 times higher, so you yeah. transform 10 times faster. Yeah. Like you basically condense years into days is what it yeah. is. Like if you want to condense years of learning and doing the work for years into days, that's where – doing this in-person work mm-hmm. and not just going to like a workshop for a few hours like that's great but like a five six day fucking deep immersion it's a portal to a whole nother world yeah it's a whole nother yeah. you waiting on the other side yeah. and like because out here in this real yeah. world I guess insecurity is the norm 100% so it's not, it would have been normal for me to feel insecure about my body but then going into the strip club where everyone's like free and confident that's the new norm Correct. and we always want to fit in with what's normal because we want to be accepted so you naturally just like go with the flow of whatever whatever's going on in that group. Situation. And then when you create a new norm for yourself, yeah. you're like, oh, there's a new possibility. Yeah. And like and you take that with you. Right. Yeah. And we've already called the women in. Yeah. So like we energetically have already called them in. Um, so if you've been sitting on the fence, like, and you want to condense those five years into five days, like you don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Because so the next one that we'll do, we'll do it overseas. So yeah. it'll be like a bigger um investment. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else with your story? Uh, so, so one then, of the main yeah. things that I realized with like body confidence is for so long, because I was hating my breasts so much, when you hate something, you end up hating that you hate it. Yeah. And then you waste so much time spiraled. going yeah. down and down and down yeah. and you waste all of your time and energy hating on something. Yeah. So I didn't actually go from like hating my boobs to loving them. Yeah. I went from, went from hating them to accepting that I didn't like them. 
And there's a difference in that. So you can hate something and then hate that you hate it and go down that spiral. Or you can go, I don't like the way my boobs look and that's okay. Yeah. And I would like start going topless at the beach and I was like, I don't really like the way that my boobs look, but... They are, they if are. someone else doesn't like them, that that's their fault. Like yep. it's not on me. Yeah. So it was a bit of a journey to getting to the point where I am now, where I can actually say that I love them. Yay. And what really helped me with that is breast massage. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So I they also make your boobs bigger. And coming Doing back, breast massage also really helps. Coming bigger. back to the energy and the emotion. Maybe that's why my boobs have gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it does. I'm fucking it does rubbing make them too much. Bigger. It does. It helps like the lymphatic system, the lymph nodes. Yeah. yeah. yeah but coming back to like the energy and the emotion and loving yourself. And your body changing from that. Mm. I did breast massage for a couple of months. And then I went away to Mexico to do a retreat. And we did it every day there. Yeah. And I was like so in love with my body. Loved the way that my boobs yeah. looked. And I came back and Stevie was like, your boobs look different. <gasps> so you actually physically change. Yeah. And another thing, for years I was complaining because I'm quite little. Yeah, you're tiny. But I never had hits. Okay. And I was like, I really want hits. Like I look like such a little boy. Like yeah. I go to the club, everyone's all curvy. And I'm yeah. just like this little string thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I complained for so long that I didn't have hips. And the more that I tapped into the sense of love, I look in the mirror now and I see hips. So like, amazing. I don't know how this happens because I'm nearly 30. It's like, just puberty placebo. ended so it's long like, it's ago. Placebo. Like, you tell your body something, it will happen. Ch- your body changes. It's so funny, actually. When you really tap into your feminine, um, you and whether it's that you actually just say that, see, change the things that you see yeah. or whether it actually physically changes – your body, you'll get more of an hourglass shape. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a very hourglass shape now where it's, like, smaller waist. I've got big – I've got much bigger hips, bit, like, quite a um, plump bump. Like, it's a fucking pain in the ass to, like – like, you so know it's like it's A-line. So it, I remember I showed you that. I was like, holy shit, your bum looks like, like, I know. Um, You're like, do you like my undies? I was just staring at her ass like, what? <laughs> um, but you know, you know those like A-line skirts that are at the moment? They're yeah, like the clueless yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. I can't wear them because my bum's too big. Oh, it's like pop out the bottom. Seriously, it's not, I like, it's so frustrating. Anyway. Um, point, That's so funny. Point being, I really find that when you do this work, like you just somehow, your boobs, like my boobs have grown grown in the last year yeah and like yes I've got my period back but I've had my period back for quite a while and my boobs started to grow like a reasonable time after I got my period back yeah um and yes estrogen might have a role in it and I'm like loving my body up in a whole different way I'm yeah. loving up my feminine and pleasure and sensuality and like being in this like really sexy version of myself yeah and being so tapped into my womb that it's a whole other version of me yeah yeah like it's like, oh, my God. So more Like, put- when you feel comfortable in your body, yeah. you feel comfortable, like, um, oh, meeting sex, people, sex talking with like people, so sex different. with my ex. I used to, like, just have sex with him because I felt like I had to. Yeah. Would never orgasm. Would, like, cry to myself to sleep afterwards. Oh, like, fucking hated it. And yeah. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I having, like, these huge, Mind-blowing amazing orgasms, orgasms that I see in yeah, porn? Yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah. broken. Yeah. And then I would, like, fake orgasms because I thought that he oh, would yeah, like all of that bullshit. Yeah. Just Terrible. so we know, but now like that you I'm can, so when you have a really good orgasm, you're like, you can't fake that shit. No. You actually, no. like, your whole body's, like, trembling. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't, like, yeah, 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 no. Like, half your body's, like, numb, and you're, like, half passed yeah. out, and you're, like, <laughs> so I never had like orgasms drooling, and you're, like, this is not, no, you can't fake no, this no. shit. Like, <laughs> we were talking about this in my, pro, oh in my, my group, in, my, in the mastermind that I'm a part of, like, with my coach, yeah, yeah. and we are talking about sex one week. And one of the girls was like, I had like a snot coming out of my nose. Oh, yeah. Like I was drooling everywhere. And she's like, welcome it, babe. Wild mess. It's like there's either vomit, spit, <laughs> cum, blood, shit, piss. Like there's got to be at least three or four. Like, of them. If you don't have something in there, you haven't done it right. 
<laughs> tears as well. Yeah. Oh Always. my god. Tears. Yeah. Tears. Tears. So that's tears. my sex life now. All of those things. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love because it. before I was off in my head, like I yes. look like shit. I'm doing this wrong. Like my body's broken. Oh my god. Sex in your head is not. Now good. I'm in my body. Oh my god. And I yeah. have the boundaries to say no to Stevie. Mm. If I'm not in the mood, I say no, and that's <sighs> yes. it. We don't have to do it. So my body feels safe. Mm. My body knows that if I get uncomfortable at any point. Mm. Or if I'm just not in the mood, then I'm going to say no. And so I'm yeah. able to surrender. Because to uh, surrender into that soft feminine, you need that strong masculine you behind you to so get you out of any well. point that you don't yeah. feel safe. This is business as well. I say to my Academy girls, masculine shell, you're the feminine. Like, let's build the shell of your business in the masculine so yeah. it's strong. And you can just fucking float. Yeah. And everything's hunky dory. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like you've got, you have to have, you, you don't need 50-50, but you need some masculine in order for you to have the feminine. Yeah. Like I even say like, let the universe be your man. Like he can su- support, the universe you, yeah. can support you. Like you, like I've had this like a million and one times where I just like flow in the feminine and I'm just like, fuck it, the universe supports. And then I'll, all of a sudden I'll have a reminder in my head of like, oh shit, have that, has that bill come in yet? And then I'll search my emails and it came in last night. And yeah. I'm like, thank you, universe. Because yeah. he was the one being like, Monica, you got to pay your bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of me being like, oh, my God, I have to be a man and a woman at the same time. Yeah. It's like the universe supports. It will, yeah. Oh, so juicy. So what else is my story? I guess like coming back to like the not feeling intelligent enough, that's yeah. what I've been working on the last wow. couple of years. Well, yeah. I guess since I was like studying through with like my business coach, mm. that was like one of the main things that we focused on. I yeah. still didn't feel like I was good enough. So that has been like the main focus for me over the last couple of years. But coming back to more body stuff, you said that your mom was really good with that when you were growing up. Yeah, so like she was really good, but just like she was because we lived in New York. When we lived there, there wasn't a Whole Foods or anything. So the every like loaf of bread had sugar in it and so much crap uh, and it was just everything was very processed and full of shit yeah. so mum from a very young age cooked everything from yeah. a loaf of bread to yeah. like the pizza Same. sauce yeah, yeah. Like, she would cook everything homemade bread is the oh best. how good is it where it's like soft on the inside of, oh my god don't even get me started let's do that s- on an extra tray oh with, like a good slab of peanut butter yeah. fuck me <laughs> fuck me like, that, my- that shit's orgasmic oh uh, yeah maybe for the retreat what we should do I know we talked about one thing about the tasting, but we could just get the most orgasmic food together. Yeah. And the point and is eat it that you have silence. to eat it in just and like you have to moan and just yeah. like blindfolded, fe- like feel, like feel an orgasm in your body, feel yeah. that bliss. Yeah. Without sexual stuff, because that's a really important thing to note. Of like, orgasms aren't just about having sex. This is like yeah. being in a state of orgasm all the time. I've had it's weird that- orgasms. I've my had first orgasm I had yeah. when I was training gymnastics. Wow. I've had orgasms from temperature change in the shower. Wow. Yeah, I've had orgasms at a retreat from everyone singing. Fuck yes. yeah. <laughs> So this is the thing, right? Like, I will often find that I'll be walking down the street. Like, I bet you people have noticed it on my Instagram story. And I'm just in this, like, pure state of effing yeah. bliss and happiness. That is orgasmic The energy, energy. that goes from your pussy, like, all, all the way, way out to your head. It's yeah. just orgasmic, yeah. right? And and this is about being in that, like, orgasmic bliss state. Like, it's enlightenment all the time. And so we should incorporate some food things in there and oh, get the yes. girls to, like, be able to feel the orgasmic bliss when they're even eating. Because yeah. eating in a really feminine way is also a beautiful way to, like, tap and into And it's training for being in your body during sex. 100%. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, because you're out of your head then. Yeah. 
you're not thinking about like, oh, how many calories are in this fucking cake? You're just enjoying it. Of course, paleo, sugar-free, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's all going to be healthy. All be healthy. Yeah. But that would be really good for getting your body, just feeling the actual, like feeling your taste buds, yeah. like really getting it. Oh, that would be really good. We're totally doing that. There's going to be lots of stuff for the senses. Maybe we should do like an orgasmic oils, food menu. And we could make like a little like menu thingy. Oh. And it could be like orgasmic food. And we'll just make the most like sexy as fuck like intros to the food. Yeah. And let's just like like all these different texts. Oh fuck yeah! I'm just looking forward to the bread. We'll do all five senses. Mm. Sexy music. Oh my god, jazz music is probably my favorite thing. I've got a whole playlist. Oh, of like it's called sexy, sexy, swanky, smooth. I think. Oh my god, yeah, I need some of that. Jazz music is like my fucking favorite thing. Yeah, it's so good. That besides orgasm, we're playing that in the limo on the way there as well. Yum with champagne and strawberries. So what I was going to say yeah. on that note with your mom. Melted and the chocolate. That shit's orgasmic. Oh, yeah. Okay, continue with mom. <laughs> yes, continue with mom. Cooking, go. So I think I said this to you the other day. Like, when I was young, I was really, like, kind of, in one way, really comfortable with my body and my sexuality. Yeah. Like, I think I said to you oh, that yeah. I inserted We're... a tampon before I even got my period. Yeah, so we're having dinner. Yeah, I used yeah. to masturbate when I was really young. Yeah. I used my toothbrush and all that weird <laughs> shit that you do when you're little. I don't know if that was just me. <laughs> Can't say I've done that. <laughs> Not the end that you scrub your teeth with the other end. Yeah, yeah. no, I didn't know okay. that, but go for I did it. weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I used to self-pleasure a lot, and I understood what periods were. So I would, like, sneak into my mum's room and, like, get a tampon and insert it, and then just be like, wee! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, look at the string and be like, this is fun! But because my mum never had the conversation with uh, me... I remember she... seeing my mum's tampons and be like, what the, fel- what the fuck is this? I knew, Like, I knew what it was, but my yeah. mum not once ever sat me down how to talk about sex, how to talk about right. boys, how to, sex, how to talk about periods. Yeah. So when I got my period, I was so ashamed okay. that I couldn't come to her and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. kept, I kept it a secret from wow. her for like a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I there remember so when I got my first period, that. like I knew what it was. I was one of the later bloomers. Yeah. Um, I knew what it was and then I forgot to put a, like a pad on or anything and I went to babysitting and I didn't put anything in. Lol. That's oh like me majority of the time, which is so funny. It's like I'll just be like, oh, my period, like yay. And then I'll just like forget to do something about it like yeah. all the time. Like, oh my God, Monica. Um, well, it's not that bad and then you just leave it for as long as possible. Yeah, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> Um, the other it was quite a long time ago though I thought it was funny I was like sitting at the table eating breakfast and then got up and there's like blood on the chair I'm like oh whoops got my period (laughs) Stevie's just like Oh, keeps eating like I've just oh, the amount of times I'll just like bleed in my bed and then I'll like wait three days to wash the sheets I'm like oh fuck it like I just <laughs> don't even care like that's we're saying it's this about blood. period sex it's like if I'm having period sex I'll like sleep in the blood yeah I'm like he'll go shower yeah because he's like I'm not sleeping and the fact blood. that guys like can I come in your face and then some of them want yeah. to have sex with you on your period you're like uh, you want to come on my face but you're scared of blood, blood. <laughs> like, like it makes literally no sense anyway um yeah I'm like I think oh I think gosh. sometimes people must I, like people obviously put perceptions of what they see on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they probably think that I'm like really tidy and organized. Yeah. I'm like I'm organized, but I am not the tidiest person. I can be sometimes, but like very fucking rarely. So I had my housekeeper. Do you find that affects what's going on here? Like, is your brain all scattered if your room's a mess? Because I find if my house is a mess, then my mind's a mess. Sometimes, but my I'm quite a um, creative mess, so yeah. I actually work better. But you know where everything with is. a mess. Even like my to do list in here, it's a mess. If it was if it was laid out. I probably wouldn't tick one thing off. Yeah. I like like messy things. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, but my housekeeper came the other day and she folded my whole entire I saw wardrobe, that. and then That's I lost so my, nice. I lost my leggings because everything was so tidy. I've lost clothes. Now. So you have to pull like, everything out, literally. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Like, oh, so frustrating. 
Anyway, that is my um, amazing story. Okay. So, anyway, anything else you want to say on body image, body confidence? Ah. Now you love yourself up. Now we're both just in love with ourselves. I always say, like, you want to be at a point, it's fucking freedom when you're at a point where you walk past the mirror nude and you're like, damn. Yeah. Like, if I was a man, I'd be, like, all over that shit. Or if I was a woman, an interwoman, I'd be all over that shit. People have asked me when I'm, like, stripping, like, do you ever get turned on doing this? And my answer is always, like, only if there's a mirror. Seriously. Seriously. And I'm not even joking. Oh, I'm not joking. When I dance naked in front of my mirror, I am literally, like, fuck, I'm so hot. Yeah. And it's not like a cocky thing. It's like, holy shit. And it's an energy thing. Yeah. Like, it's the way that you You have move. to believe in your it's beauty your and your desirability before anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. It's, that's, it's so true, right? And this is the same with even, like, orgasms. It's like, if you can't give yourself an orgasm, mm-hmm. you don't know. Like, your your man can't give you one. Yeah. Like, it's so much harder. Or if he, he does, because that happens to some girls yeah. as well. If he does, that's really dangerous because he's not just your guy he's like your right. source of pleasure and orgasm right so when he disappears and you become like, too oh, attached yeah. yeah like you've got to be able to give yourself pleasure before somebody else can yeah. give yourself pleasure like yeah and i and like ultimately it's your own sexual energy yeah a man can trigger it yeah but it's your own energy yeah so you got to be able to it's your trigger gift. yourself your own energy as well yeah before a man can do yeah whatever you want to yeah. do how is it? That went like so left field, but like so amazing. <laughs> I haven't done a podcast on body image. That's perfect. Yeah. Anything else that we should touch that on? That was good. That was really good. I am. What are some other things that you've worked through? Um, my biggest thing has honestly been like loving my period again. Yeah. My biggest thing has been like I used to hate being a woman. It was always like next time coming back as a man, being a woman shitty. We have yeah. it harder than men. Like even just like when a man would complain, I'm like you're a man. Like we have things so much harder than you. Like it was always women have it harder. Yeah. And even when guys say it now, like you know, women do have it a lot harder. I'm like, no, we don't. Like I am so in love with being a woman. I, I would love it. never want to be a man. Yeah. I love men to bits. I wouldn't want to be one of them. Like. To be honest, I'm like, wouldn't it be uncomfortable just having like a penis hanging like hang, hanging down? I'm like, I always think you're that. like the middle. Like, wouldn't it be uncomfortable? Anyway, I don't know. But my biggest thing has honestly been like loving me and woman and yeah. loving my feminine and being in this new space of like the words my clients always use is fucking freedom. Yeah. It's freedom, yeah. it's inner peace. Yeah. Where you're just in this flow. And just feeling that you're enough. Right. Yeah. And you're just in this constant state of flow and bliss. And even one of my one of the she one of my clients from like January. Um, she just messaged me before she moved into her dream house that she manifested oh, nice. and she was like there was so much stress but it was so easy I was so in my feminine flow yeah. and this is this is now like seven months after we've worked together yeah. she's still in this like she's glowing she's still in this amazing state of just like pure fucking feminine bliss and I'm like it just warms my heart to be like women's lives are becoming easier yeah. because they're tapping into you're the feminine. You're allowed to surrender. Oh, everything will just it's flow. It's so good. And yeah. that's the only biggest thing, honestly, of like tapping into my feminine and getting so embodied. And and that and doing that brings this confidence that yeah. I have. Like it's not the other way around. It's the feminine has brought my confidence, especially with like confidence being naked, confidence in the bedroom, confidence after having a surgery and not being able to exercise for a while mm-hmm. and like losing a bit of tone. Mm-hmm. Like this has – like doing this inner work has seriously brought – so much peace to any body image issues, any comparisonitis of my body against other women's bodies. Yeah. It's like, I don't give two shits now. I'm like, if a guy doesn't like my body for what it is, then fuck off. Like, you're not my guy then. Yeah, no. You don't have time to waste thinking, I like, worrying fuck about that. that shit. Like, I'm yeah. not here for my body because, yeah, yeah. because one day I'm going to be fat and pregnant. Yeah. And, and that's going to be a whole other body. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a different body after that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be wrinkly. If you can't love me for my energy, then I don't want you. Yeah. And that's the same with friends as well, yeah. you know? Um, so 
that's been my problem, my biggest thing. Yeah. What's yours been? Yeah. The body thing was quite big for me. Like, I love where I am now. And we were talking about this before as well. That, like, when you love your body and you stop doing things from a place of hate Mm. and you just do things because you love your body, it just naturally looks better. It does. And, like, it's an energy thing. It's it's that glow. Like, I feel my best. And I'm still working out quite a lot, but I never go to the gym or, like, run going, I need to lose weight. I hate myself. I'm like, this just feels so fucking good. And it's it's freedom as well because, like, for example, um, like just the past two weeks have been like quite busy in terms of like just getting shit done. Um, and like I used to like I would beat myself up if it was like a Thursday morning and I didn't go exercise. And it's like, what well, does it fucking matter? Like I'm not gonna, it's not gonna change it. It's not gonna change, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not gonna fucking like you're not gonna get fat in a day. No, and I'm still like, but on that day I tend to like walk to the office and walk home. Yeah. And so I ended up like walking anyway for like quite a bit of the day, and I'm like, so what? Yeah. Like, I actually. Just and I'm going to Ibiza next week and I'm in a bikini and I'm like, I actually just don't give two shits because it is exhausting wasting time and energy being like, oh, like, but how am I going to look? I need to go to Pilates like 10 times. Like, yeah. I'm flying out on Tuesday and I will have gone to Pilates maybe once or twice this week yeah. and I'll go for like walks every other, like the other days or whatever. And like, so I'm not going to rock up to Ibiza fucking ripped. I don't give a shit. I'm not there to be ripped. I'm there to enjoy do myself. That. When I went there, people were like, yeah, I've been training for this trip. And they were all like buff and like have oh, ass. No, but they my do that. And then they go there that. and take drugs and party, party. the whole week. It makes, like, what the And then fuck? they trash their body. Yeah. But they kind of trashed it in the beginning. So my old physio Because they don't actually do care about their bodies. His, they just care about their image. Um, Europe diet or something yeah. or other. And it's like literally every day he would be at the gym at like 9 p.m. even and get home. He'd cook dinner at like 10 p.m. to pump himself at the gym for his like – Croatia fucking whatever oh, it's called so Salem gross. Croatia and he would like counter everything have like these like and then go there shitty and get meals high. Oh, but like yeah. it'd be right seriously but it would be like the shitty chicken breast yeah. and like he'd cook like whatever and then he'd put it in those like Chinese takeaway containers I'm like oh my god estrogen dominance and I'm like you're a man like you can't be putting hot food in those shitty plastic containers it is literally fucking your hormones which yeah. aren't gonna help you build muscle and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're yeah you're on fucking sale Croatia barely sleeping at all, yeah. partying your fu- – I don't know how those people do it. Yeah. I don't know how- – I barely even drink anymore because I hate being hungover. Yeah. I don't – and it, like to me, one, I would get self-conscious if I was in body. a bikini all day drinking because I'd be bloated as fuck and I'd be feeling shit from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't feel good on yeah, the outside, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you're abusing your body from yeah. the inside. So if I was if I was like with you on a fucking we should do that one time go on a sailing boat in Croatia oh, oh my god yes yeah. and if we were like had like a healthy chef and whatever I'd hang out in my bikini all day yeah, for yeah. seven days but like they trash their body afterwards yeah and I'm like that that is not living a life no to me that's not living where you thrash your body before you fly so that you can like look good in your Instagram pictures and then you thrash your body it's so up, low like, vibe. You it's so sad. Yeah, and I'm like, and then I'm mad they're doing all this work, and then they get depressed when they come home, and then come home and they're like, and they get I've depressed. got nothing to live for anymore, because, right? Because they thrive it's off done. just one trip. Yeah. They don't thrive off their inner selves. They thrive off. Well, and I look back. I had I had some sex with these chicks. It wasn't good sex. It was drunk sex, and it was yeah, just yeah. fast, hard sex. FYI, if you're not having slow sex, you're not you're living. Like, but they'll look back at those photos as well, as well, and be like, I wasn't even happy there. Seriously, no. like, and partying. I will say, like, it's. It's a very different energy when you go into partying. I think it's for quite before actually of like the energy that you approach alcohol with changes the way the alcohol also happens in your body, right? Mm-hmm. So like when I was in Whistler and like I was are you having, escaping or are you celebrating correct. with it? So when I was in yeah. Whistler, I wasn't escaping. I was celebrating the fuck out of my life. Yeah. I was so happy. Yes, I'd have days that were hungover, but I don't regret that. I don't regret regret that drink, drinking that much ever in my life, right? 
um, very different though if I was to go out for a weekend partying yeah. because I was trying to fulfill, like, because I was trying to get laid or because I yeah. wanted to, um, like, look good in front of boys. Then that I would like a little shit the next day. Boost. Right, it's an yeah. ego boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a soul thing, it's yeah. ego. Very, very different. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people – and you can tell the difference. Instagram shows the difference in terms of if you are away. So when I'm in Whistler, I was barely posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Then it's funny when you look at people and like, say, this is just a generalization. Say Croatia and they're posting every day a pic of them with their abs. Yeah. And I'm like, all they're doing it for is literally the, the Instagram likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you, when someone's really having fun, they're not posting they pictures yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking the pictures and they'll post like rarely when they're bored. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, I should post a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my sister's in Europe and I'm like, can You're you post more pictures? You're not filming everything, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, I'm not seeing anything, but it's because she's having so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't need to post anything. I love that. She's right? living in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's like a totally different vibe. And then also just like your energy that goes in there is totally different. Yeah. And then how the alcohol reacts, whether you're going to be as hungover, like it's, it's from a place of soul, not ego. Yeah. I've stopped drinking like I, be- I, literally I barely drink. drink the last I was drinking years. a little bit like end of last year when I was seeing Daniel and then beginning of this year. Yeah. Um, and then I just got to a point where I was like, fuck this shit, I'm over. I was going through phases a little bit. I used to go out and only drink shots. Oh, that was me. I was fine at the I end was, of the night. Oh, wow. I was a machine. Wow. And now I go out and me and Stevie have like, look, we're going out I'm tonight. Alive. We'll have yeah. like two drinks. Yeah. And I'll be like, hee hee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I had a drink right now, I'd be like down the floor. I like, actually had a business meeting on Friday. I had one glass of champagne. Been, sorry, one glass of uh, wine. My eyes would have been like getting cloudy. And then I had one shot of Frangelico that I sipped on. So yeah. like two drinks at lunch and I was like I pulling out of my chair. <laughs> it was a good meeting. It went well. <laughs> of course it did. But yeah, I like never drink anymore except for like special occasions. Yeah. So in like Carmo, for my cousin's wedding. It. Correct. Yeah. It'll be like really beautiful champagne, like actual champagne. Yeah. So I'll have it. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I don't really drink anymore. No. Oh, my dad's FaceTiming me. Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) Maybe that's our cue. Yeah. Okay. It's been a long one. Thank you, ladies. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.